I think I was very lucky that I decided to do personal training before I did videography. Because I think, mm. you know. You can beat the shit out of anyone yeah, who doesn't yeah. agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to do the intro? Yeah, I'll do the intro. You're going to do it? Yeah. I'll, Who I'll did it, it last week? Did you do it? Or I, did, I, did I did it last week. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you do it this week. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, welcome to What The Focus Podcast, the podcast where we focus on something and photography does other things in the background. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's great. That's all right, wasn't yep. it? It's yep. probably one of my better ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's great. Yep. Mm. Super excited. This is a big week. It's a great this week. This is yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um, we've, got, we've got a superstar. A superstar of the of the Instagram world. Yep. Um, someone who I've looked at for a while and watched him grow from about I think he's grown from about fifteen thousand followers since I've like first started seeing his work and now he's like forty seven or something. Yeah, something like that. Not that it matters, That's but we've got yeah. Tom Norsky on the podcast. So Welcome Tom. Howdy boys. I yeah. wish we could it's clap. good to be on. It's cool to be in this room with you guys after listening to all the episodes. So it's a strange difference going from sitting in a car to sitting across the table Dash. from you yeah so oh thanks thanks for listen yeah. yeah no i mean you guys are partly hilarious and partly knowledgeable yeah. so yeah you're neither <laughs> neither knowledgeable but hilarious but joined together it works really really well so yeah. well, there's no point being too <laughs> smart a lot of the time sometimes yeah. you've got to be a little bit dumb in the meantime absolutely yeah, exactly. yeah. get away with more yeah that's the fun part of mm. it. absolutely yeah. <laughs> so um quick little rundown just mm. just introduce yourself tell us a little bit about your world and what you do and how you do it and yeah we'll kind of just roll on from there mm. well yeah it depends who you ask like from adam's perspective i'm a photographer on instagram who you know creates these or photographer digital artist slash photographer on instagram who creates these sort of you know dreamscape painting sort of photos and then if you ask my clients, I'm a freelance videographer. So that's my, my full-time job. I'm uh, 22 years old, I'm from Melbourne, born and raised. And yeah, that's pretty much me. I've been doing this for, I've been creating for as long as I can remember. I used to actually uh, paint portraits back when I was 10 to 15 years old and then slowly got into photography when I realized that painting and drawing wasn't making me any money. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, mm. so yeah, that's me. I've been doing this for the last couple of years and absolutely love it so nice. looks back so so is this all you've done uh as in what, photography like work wise yeah no no so i finished school in 2015 and uh the thought of university scared the shit out of me so yeah. i decided not to go to university i became a, a personal trainer for two and a half years mm-hmm. and i love the people side of it i loved handling clients i also loved the fact that it was kind of like running your own business on training wheels mm-hmm. you're, you're handle your own money you handle your own time you handle yeah, nice. your own clients but then you have a manager who also gives you clients and sort of make sure you're not going to lose lose yourself so that was the best part of it i learned a lot from it but i began to really hate the uh the the industry i love the people i worked with inside where i was working but the industry as a whole sort of is very toxic and yeah right especially the fitness industry mm-hmm. and then also the other thing is like the people that i really admired in that industry were the kind of people that are working 80 90 100 hour work weeks making yeah. crazy money really really good money but mm. you know i admired them more than i wanted to be them so it became yeah. a situation where i was like i'm at this point where i either need to go off and figure out what i want to do with my life or i need to uh 
realize that that's going to be me in five ten years so yeah i then sort of split off i went and traveled for a little bit i went to canada for six months or sorry five months Mm -hmm. and yeah whilst i was over there right before i left i bought myself a camera and i the day i came back i was fortunate enough that whilst i was away i developed a little bit of a reputation as a photographer mm-hmm. and then the day i got back i got picked up by a uh, a rowing team to create a video for them and, and yeah, well, that sort of compounded from there and ended mm-hmm. up you know working as a freelance videographer all the while creating for instagram just because it's a lot of fun and and instagram's very very addictive as both of you probably know yeah so, I'm, uh, I'm yet to really find out yeah you know how deep the rabbit hole goes but yeah it's sort of it's fun yeah it's Mm. it's like i think you need to keep that enjoyment i think that's something i'm trying to focus on lately with sort of venturing into different forms of photography and yeah and videography just because it's it can get to the point where you're sort of like oh what does everyone want to see today rather than what do i want to post today yeah yeah so yeah yeah i think that's that's a really bloody hell ben (laughs) yeah now you go. No, I could say- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, it's something that, that I've noticed about your work is how it's kind of changed over time and trying to find, you know, do different things with, with each photo, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think that was, I think mm. that was definitely, definitely a point where I got to where it was a case of, I sort of dove into this digital art world just because I really, you know, getting back to painting when i was younger Mm. i loved the works of like surrealist artists i can't Mm -hmm. think of but you know i recently went to the museum of modern art when it was here in melbourne i love that sort of stuff Mm. and that was i very i got bored of lightroom very 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 quickly with photography i think i lasted maybe two or three months on there and i had a mate who was a keen photoshop artist and i sort of got in touch with him i was like can you teach me everything you know and and then i just fell in love with the idea that no matter how much I learn for Photoshop, there's always things I'm capable of learning or always things that I don't know how to do. Mm. Um, So I sort of threw myself in the deep end with that. But the reality of that situation was it was at the same time that Photoshop art was having its day on Instagram. And I think we've all seen, you know, like end of 2017 was the... Pacific Northwest was having its day on Instagram. <laughs> then early 2018, it was the rock pools in Sydney were having their day on Instagram. And yeah. then the last bit of 2018 was sort of Photoshop art was having its day. Mm. And I sort of accidentally timed that perfectly that everyone really, really loved it. Yeah. Mm. But the, what happened then is, you know, that clicks in your mind. You're like, oh, here we go. We're getting some success with this. What can we do now? And, mm. and that was to dive down the rabbit hole of creating very similar art every single time. Mm. So I think it's... Like the entire time, it was what was, people want to see. I yeah, suppose. yeah, and because it was, it was still so mm. new to me, I was like, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I really love this, mm. and everyone else loves it at the mm. same time. Mm. What can go wrong here? And then mm. eventually, it just got to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm a little bit bored. I'm not hating it. I still love creating that sort of stuff, but mm. I just needed to reinvigorate that sense of passion with photography and, mm. and uh, you know, and editing. The other thing as well is like, you boys understand that living in Melbourne, especially living in in St Kilda, it's like a minimum ninety-minute drive to anywhere for sunrise or sunset, and it's yep. it gets to the point. It got to the point for me, business-wise, where for me to be able to shoot and maintain, you know, posting the Instagram as well as maintaining my business, I needed to figure out a way to to actually get out and shoot regularly without mm. having to drive ninety minutes every morning or ninety mm. minutes every night. So yeah, portraiture was just the 
something I hadn't done much of in the past, something I really wanted to try and something that worked out well for what I needed at the time. So yeah, I'm really enjoying delving into that. And it also gives me another avenue to offer. I started doing music videos recently with my business and now I'm yeah, able nice. to offer them cover art as well. Yeah, with, sweet. With portraiture. So mm. it's just, you know, I'm just enjoying seeing where it takes me at the moment. So. Yeah. And that's still, that's the cool thing too. It's like, it's still, it's still falling into your really cool dreamy kind of style mm. yeah definitely um, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. like you've it's not like you've gone out and you, now you're doing like desaturated super grungy yeah portraits yeah. in the forest mm. <laughs> you know mm. it's like you're still doing that really colorful stuff that looks really mm. dreamy and still you know nice blurry sort of, and stuff it's yeah nice. ethereal sort of yeah feel to it and, yeah. yeah and i mm. think that's the coolest part is it's allowed me there's so many lessons that i've learned even in the last month of doing that that i can now take into my landscape photography and drone photography and incorporate those things and it's the same thing it's like all the lessons that i learned from the last few years of doing landscape photography were immediately able to be implemented into portrait photography and i Mm. think that's Mm. why everyone should jump back and forth every now and again especially with especially with composition like it has taught me so much about you know why would i shoot with a 200 mil when i can shoot with a 24 why would i shoot with a a 1.4 lens if i could shoot with a 2.8 it's mm. like you don't really learn those things when you're shooting with a drone or even shooting landscapes to a certain extent mm. Mm. But as soon as you try to incorporate a person into that landscape or a person into you know a shot you need to realize it's like okay if i want to bring that mountain in to be tight or i want to tighten that street up a little bit with the person in front maybe i should shoot this with a 200 mil and walk halfway down the street yeah maybe mm. i should shoot this with a 16 and and blow it out and yeah. It just teaches mm. you so many things that you just do not learn if you just stick to your ways and stay in your lane and do whatever. So it's been cool. It's been yeah. really cool. I've noticed that a lot with um, just people in, in workshops in general is they'll either shoot, they'll just shoot really wide mm. um, and they won't realize that you can still get that same perspective if you take one step back and zoom in a couple of millimeters and mm. it'll just drag the background closer to the foreground. Mm. And you can push that over into anything and that even because I learned that really quite quickly with, with landscape. Well, not quickly, but like within the last couple of years, I've really tried to focus on using that technique a little bit more. But what it's also done is helped me with my, my video work to, to, you know, just create different looks. Mm. Um, mm. And it's not just, it's not just now nah, I'll zoom in on this one. It's like, oh, I'll zoom in on this one. I'll step back and then the fridge will seem like it's closer to the person that's cooking. Like it's little things like that. Yeah. That, that really, you know, just make it become instead of it being a snapshot it's a bit more purposeful and a bit more you know exciting for people to look at yeah well oh, totally you know you've got to be pretty when you're looking at it mm. yep. and i think like yeah with, with landscapes like if you're just shooting wide 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 yeah um you know you get a mountain range and you, you try and you know fit it all in and all its glory and all that and then you, you have a look at the shot and the the mountains are tiny mm. you know because of the, the nature of a wide angle lens mm. whereas if you you know stitched a few um tighter you know more pushed in uh images together mm. you still get everything from you know left to right in but now all of a sudden that mountain range has got a, a, a much more intimate you know relationship with the viewer like mm. it's not just shrunk to nothing in the background so yeah um yeah learning all that stuff and, and doing it through portraiture um yeah portraiture is great it's i love street and travel sort of style photography i'm yet to sort of dabble in um you know purposeful portraiture you know type shooting um bit scared <laughs> but um yeah it, it would it would you know teach you a hell of a lot you know very quickly too 
Yeah, there's a guy. There's a guy that I admire massively, and his his work's just phenomenal. He's also just a the kind of guy that you, I look at his work every day, and it's like, is there anything that he doesn't shoot and isn't capable of shooting really well? Yeah, it's mm. um Carl Shakur. Mm. He's uh, I mean, he's the kind of guy that's traveling to a new place every single day. Is one of those blokes, but mm. his work is amazing. And the crazy thing about it is, most of it's shot between. They're these huge, expansive landscapes. Obviously, some of it's shot with a drone, but most of it's shot between 100 and 400 mil. Yeah, right. Sometimes out of helicopters with a 400 mil, which just blows my mind. But he's got these crazy images that almost look photoshopped. Like, he's got Mm. this one recently where he's sitting on a uh, beach hut and the moon is filling the frame whilst he's in the foreground. And obviously, he shot that with a 400 mil Mm. or a 500 or whatever he's done, two times converter and filled the frame with this moon and then stepped <laughs> way yeah. back and had his subject in frame and it just looks amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, right. It looks absolutely amazing. But he's a, a perfect example of how he's just taking, pushing the absolute lengths of the technical side of photography mm. but then also throwing in crazy edits with it. So it's uh, it's cool to cool to learn all these things that you I'd sort of didn't really learn or neglected in my first couple of years of photography. So. Yeah. 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 Well, you, I, I think you know the early years you're just learning how to see. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, takes, is, which is probably one of the most beneficial. No, it know, is. Things. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's like I remember I was having a chat, funnily enough, over the weekend in New Zealand. I cannot recommend everyone buy yourself a even a point and shoot camera because mm. the moment you pick up a camera and purposely go out to shoot, mm. your whole perspective on the entire world changes. You suddenly see things the way that you would like to capture them rather than the way that they appear. And you suddenly have this whole new incredible perspective on the world that you just mm. could not have unless you've gone out to take photos, specifically to take photos. Mm. And I think that's a, a really beautiful thing that everyone should at least take advantage of mm. at some point in their lives. So. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just makes you, with, you, just know, makes you see are. stuff differently. Mm. And that's, mm. you know, that's what everyone wants. Little details and... Mm. Um, how do you define yourself as a, as a creative? Mm. Um, oh, damn. It, <laughs> it changes. It honestly mm. changes. It's like... Because you do, I, you know, yeah, a few, I, quite a few different things. You don't yeah. have to define yourself by one, you know, thing only. No, I, but, think, you know. I, think the, I think the main... I think the broadest use of the term would just be digital artist. Yeah. But it's tricky because I pr- quite like to pride myself on the fact that I try to stay away. I have done it in the past and I really enjoy it when I do do that. Mm. But I really like the idea of creating something out of the images that I capture. I have I have all the admiration in the world for people like Visuals of Julius and that sort of stuff who are going mm. onto pages like Unsplash and Pexels and stuff and mm. taking these, they might take 12 images and turn it into one piece that looks like it was, you know, one image photographed on the day. And I think that's mm. incredible. But mm. I really like the idea that I... You know, the process of me creating an image might be a two-week process where, all right, I need to go to this specific place on this specific time with this specific conditions and take this specific photo to then merge it with this specific photo that I took two months ago and yeah. then create mm, this. And mm, I think it's, mm. it's obviously over the top and takes a lot of time, but I, I really enjoy that element. So that's why I, I don't want to detach from... I don't know. I think... Photographer, digital artist, filmmaker is just the, the easiest yeah, three yeah, words yeah, yeah. that I can lock yep, it down yep, to. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I yeah I can't label myself with one one term. I like the I like the term digital artist though. Yeah, I think that's definitely had a 
a new wind in uh, at least the creative community where people are beginning to realize it's like okay well that's just as admirable as the people that are traditionalists and they yeah. go out and they shoot and that's it yeah shoot. Mm. even the guys that go out and they're like no i'm not shooting raw i just shoot jpeg whatever it comes out in the camera that's it yeah yep. that's my photograph and it's why you know i have the utmost respect for people like adam who go out and yeah. take these incredible incredible images that i couldn't even dream of taking <laughs> straight out of camera it's like I, I barely know the difference between an ND filter and a polarizer. It's like the mm. only reason I know any of that stuff is video stuff. So yeah, okay. to mm. go out and use that stuff in a photo sense, it's just like, where do I even begin? Yeah. yeah. I just think it takes takes a long time just to get your eye right. Like mm. it just takes time. Like you got to, I think I've said this in a previous podcast, but like I was pretty average at the start and then you eventually figure it out and you get to a location, you go, I'm going to shoot from there, I'm going to shoot from there. Mm. And, mm. and I know that that's going to work but the hard thing is is finding those new perspectives within somewhere where you've already shot before <laughs> and that's what, mm. what I find quite tricky but um, I, I think a lot of people going back on what you were saying before about like the digital artist things I think a lot of people hate on it because it's they what do they don't do they not get it I, I don't I think it's I, yeah or I don't is know. it a jealousy thing I no I don't think it's a jealousy no? thing I think it's I, it's I a lot know. more work yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing I've never understood about yeah. the people that, like the people that razz me on not my easy. comments <laughs> when they're like, this isn't a real photo or mm. this is blah, blah, blah. First of all, I'm not trying to trick anyone. No. I post the before and afters every day. Like if mm. you want to see mm. what it looked like before, check out my story or yeah. even sometimes in the post. But what I never understood is like, if I wanted to, I could just use Lightroom and my edits could take me half an hour and that'd be it and it literally cut my time via you know photography yeah. in by a tenth yeah mm. but i enjoy the element of this thing took me five hours to create yeah, mm. yeah, I, yeah. Think, I don't know what it is i don't i think it's i think it's just because it's it's different mm. and it's new and it's sort of you know it it definitely you know how I think it has that element of this is something that we already do. Why would you go and do that? Yeah. To it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like the people that are like, this already has a beautiful sky. Why would you go and change that sky? Or, or this already looks cool. Why would you add a planet? Or this already looks cool. Yeah. Why would you remove the subject? Or why would you remove the natural elements? Or mm. even the people that get grumpy about people that clean the beaches on in Photoshop once the photo's been taken. It's like... Yeah. I think it's I think it's just doing something that isn't entirely necessary, but yeah. sort of makes it cool at the same time. I mm. don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, mm. I've always wondered the same thing. It's like I always have the same admiration for the people that don't do it and the people that do do it. So. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So I don't really care what people do. Just just give me something cool to look at. Like, exactly. So it yeah, comes exactly. down to. Mm. I don't care if you've made it from ten different images. As long as it gets to a point where it's like, as long as you're not tricking me, as long as no, you're not yeah. saying that that's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the. I think that's the key. I think yeah, one hundred percent the key. Yeah. Mm. So I don't. I don't really Photoshop anything to be any different to what it really is in real mm. life. Mm. Um, yeah, even my moonshots. I'll. I'll still. You know, I'll just step back with a six hundred mil and I'll, I'll shoot. I'll shoot it at six hundred mil and it'll make the moon look bigger. Mm. Um, we've noticed some people they'll you know they'll shoot the moon and then they'll shoot the foreground and then they'll stitch them in together and then they'll claim it off as one image. It's like, mm. yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure mm. your moon's not going to be that big on a two hundred mil. Like, mm. it's just not going to be like that. And, and most people probably don't realize, but um, yeah, that's 
it's definitely not the way it is. But mm. um, yeah, I, I Photoshop, I clean, I clean my Im- images up quite quite a fair bit. Um, I'll I'll clean all the foreground up so it looks really nice, nice and neat and tidy. Um, but yeah, I'll never put, I'll never really put a waterfall in that wasn't there, or a tree that wasn't there, or sun that wasn't there like i'll just emphasize certain areas to make it work for that particular image and that's mm. yeah i guess that's my little style but i want to i'm i've been thinking for a while i want to create some really cool scenes the same way that you do mm. and whether i'd be able to put that i could probably still put it on my main channel i guess but mm. um but the problem is is you know, I shoot in a very particular way, so all those elements aren't going to fall together that well. No, yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to have to go out and shoot for that particular... Yeah. For that particular image, I think. I, I don't think, know if I'll be able to... Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why I enjoy it so much is because I like that sort of clean style of image. I really like that minimalist look that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you almost have to... When you shoot to photoshop or you shoot to create digital art you almost need to imagine it as all right i can't have too much covering the horizon line if i'm shooting a subject i can't have too much crossing and cutting my subject or anything like that like you sort Mm. of need to pre-think those things and and you love to shoot your waterfalls you love to shoot you know out in the bush and that Mm. sort of stuff that's extremely hard to to edit to any sort of extreme length whenever Mm. i go and shoot at you know Blacksburg or Lake Mountain or any of those places in the winter time which I'm doing at the moment mm. there's not really much I can do to those images besides maybe add some motion blur or something to make it look dreamy yeah. and you'll know when you go back it's like most of my most unedited images are the images that I've taken in the similar environments to what you like to shoot yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. so it is that case of you do need to shoot to edit unfortunately mm. yeah so but yeah. that's I mean you know that's all part of it and that's part of it's part, of, part of the fun isn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but i guess it, yeah it, it makes sense saying that you came from a um you know your painting and drawing mm. and stuff as a kid and all that like you creating something from nothing so mm. that whole process of pre-visualization um you know and all that mm. uh is a, is a very natural thing that you do with you know mm. a paintbrush or a pencil or, you know chalk whatever your medium is yeah um, and so to carry that through to photography, you know, mm. yeah, why not? And um, I don't know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It just, it just might, you yeah. know, that whole something no, no. for nothing thing, you know, I, I, no, I, makes, I can see how you can get a real good you know, makes, kick out of it. And yeah. yeah, it makes total sense. And I think that's why I also love filmmaking so much. It's the mm. exact same mm. thing. It's like I could give you the same 100 gigabytes of footage that I shot. And I'll go and edit it, and and then we end up with three different videos that are completely different. I think that's the most. That's why I love videography is because it's such a such a crazy thing like that. And I think Mm. I think it also delves back to. I remember my one of my best mates was a photographer, and he's been doing it for God. He's been doing it for almost twelve years, and he's only twenty two. So he he had a camera in his hand, and we're shooting events when we're in year nine or something crazy. So (laughs) he was he's been doing it for ages and I remember back in high school when we were getting towards the end of our year 12 folios I was a a painter and a drawer and he was a photographer and I used to get really pissed off at him because he would fill up four folios when I was struggling to fill up one with all the drawings Mm. and it was this case of I was one of those guys it was like why would you be a photographer all you got to do is click a button and here I am now Mm. bloody (laughs) five years later and it's 
it's uh, it makes total sense to me now. So mm, mm. it's a great story, like because because I was I was exactly the same. Mm. I I thought it was going to be really easy as well. This was mm. end of yeah middle of two thousand and fifteen, um, or end of yeah no middle of fifteen, mm. and, and I was like ah oh, this will be easy. Just go out and click some buttons. Mm. Um, because yeah, I was I was getting to a point with with filmmaking because both me and Ben studied film. That's how so we you met guys each other. Were both filmmakers before you were photographers. Yeah, oh, no yeah. way. Well, uh, yeah. I still kind of am a filmmaker in theory, but mm. not not as much as I used to be because it was especially with the very formal actual films. Mm. The hard thing is is you need people. <laughs> mm. So yeah. the thing that annoyed me the most is that you needed people to do certain things the money lots of money yeah you needed either lots of money or you needed lots of friends and mm. I don't have lots of money I only have a few friends because I fuck all the shit ones off yeah why yeah. not <laughs> and um, yeah it was, it was it was just hard to build a film up mm. without without having those two things mm. so it was like oh, I'll go take some photos at least I'll be able to still create something as such Mm. Um, because yeah at the time I was just doing a lot of work in in filmmaking mm. I was shooting for a lot of like car manufacturers and you know it's still assisting in a little bit of photography but mostly most of my you know work back then was from from holding the Mitsubishi mm. <laughs> just shooting all their stuff for social media and, and online yeah well but, that, that was been that period of time was that was probably just before you know, before 2015, there were no one-man shows. There were no people like nah, me nah. working as a videographer by myself. There were mm. no... You Would know, have been to a certain extent, but yeah, yeah not really, no. And nah. you were, yeah, you were either an editor or you were a, a videographer or yeah. a cinematographer back, cinematographer, back then. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, mm. yeah, it's crazy the fact that now, you know, I, I know nothing but to work as a yeah. one-man show. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. getting to the point now where I'm beginning to bring on second shooters or even thinking about hiring an editor every now and again just to take some of the workload off and that's such a foreign idea to me now whereas mm. if I had a studied film back when you guys studied it probably would have been the first thing that I learnt was mm. you need an editor you need a someone to storyboard you need a producer you need a director yeah. you need a cinematographer it's like yeah, yeah. no well, it's nowadays it's just a different show. yeah mm. wow if you need an editor I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he can do the buttons good. Yeah. <laughs> he can click the buttons. He does like pressing buttons, doesn't he, Ben? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got some questions. Ben kind of already touched on a few. But well, we're sort of touching on all of them. Yeah. You know, I think the main one I wanted to talk right. about, like, and you were you spoke about this before, Tom got here, but just how long it kind of takes you to kind of produce something. Mm. Um, and you've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but like time-wise, yeah. what, what kind of what do you aim for? So it, it, it depends. It's like there's definitely days where I've got something in mind before I go into something. But it's funny because the more complex the edit is, usually the shorter it takes because I've got that in my mind. Whereas yeah, sure. the simpler edits, I'm such a... I'm so pedantic with my editing that mm. it usually takes me longer because I'm like, oh, I'll do this and see how that goes. And mm. I don't like that. I'll do this and see how that goes. No, I don't like that. I'll do this and see how that goes. Whereas when I've got a specific idea in my mind, it's sort of like I've got the tools in place to go and create that. But still, uh, like a regular edit might take three to five hours. Yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> so, it, yeah, for something that's, you know, it doesn't make me any money. It's yeah. sort of, it's my own, my own time. Luckily, I, it's something I'd love to do. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, which is good. But that was, you know, 
that's part of the reason why I also wanted to delve into portrait photography because I wanted to drop that time a little bit just yeah. because, you know, creating... And at least it's something that you can, you might be able to make some money on. Exactly, exactly. Oh, absolutely, portraiture, yeah. yeah. Portraiture, yeah, it's 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 awesome. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still tricky to, I know, a lot of... I think photography in general has gotten it's to the tricky. point now where it's just tricky to make money yep. with mm. photography. Yep. I think, was it you guys or the Scapers boys that were talking about it last Scapers week? Scapers guys. Scapers guys. guys yeah, yeah it was last week. Yeah. Where it was just, yeah, I think, especially with landscape photography, my God. Yeah. But yeah, oh, I mean, there yeah. are people out there who, you know, you've got aqua bumps up in, in Sydney it. and yeah. you've got a bunch of other guys that absolutely kill it. And, yeah. But I think it's, uh, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Mm. Well, good cameras are so easy to come by and, you know, mm. you so can learn everything on YouTube and get it there and a bit of practice and before you know it, yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. And if you do it's something hard. slightly different to everyone else and it, and it works, it's, you know, it just flows on really nicely. Mm. I think we're lucky and I think we're definitely lucky in Victoria. There's only, you know, a handful of us that are shooting landscapes down here. Yeah. Maybe, you know especially the ones that are trying to do it professionally is even yeah. less of us yeah. but you, you know you go up to New South Wales or over to Western Australia it's like it's literally people, every yeah. second person is trying to do it professionally yeah. And yeah I can't imagine what the competition's like over there whereas yeah. you know we're very lucky over here and I don't know what it's like in the photography world but with videography especially it's like once I've locked down a client and once I've delivered something good for them it's like usually they'll stick around yeah, yeah. so I think that's yeah. you know you can probably carry that into if you're listening and you're in Victoria, go for it. Yeah, yeah. If you're in New South Wales, prepare to uh, prepare to work hard. I, it's I still, still think it's I still think it's hard work no matter what. Like it's yeah. it's very much a especially when it comes to yeah losing clients or, oh, or yeah. gaining clients. It's oh, like yeah. you never know whether you, you never know when you're going to lose a client. Mm. <laughs> you just ne- you don't get, you just don't get any work off them again. Yeah, and I think <laughs> and that's... it could be because of your bad work or it could be because yeah. of your bad attitude. And I've mm. lost a couple of clients because I don't really like working for that particular person. Yeah. I don't like the way that they ran the the show or I don't like the way and it you know it, it's it's like we both don't get each other back <laughs> mm, yeah um, and you've never been backward in coming forward no you always try to go forward when you go back but sometimes you just have to go backward to go forward don't you yeah uh, <laughs> that didn't work in your mind did it <laughs> no it was the opposite of what I'm saying I think. <laughs> <laughs> no you are you are right and I think that's I think I think I was very lucky that I decided to do personal training before I did videography because I think, mm. you know... You could beat the shit out of anyone yeah, who doesn't yeah. agree with you. Yeah. That, that too, yeah. <laughs> it's like anyone that's been a little grumpy, I'll just put them through the paces. But mm. I think with videography, Squat. it's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, might have, I might have one client for three months on one job. So the turnover rate of a client in videography is so much slower. So it's like mm. I yeah. can... Especially with the weddings, my God. It's like booking a wedding is like dropping 10 kilos off my shoulders because I know that in March... April, June, July next year, or however long I'm booked out for, I've got in income coming in in those months. Yeah. Mm. So I can mm. at least be like, oh, I can relax a little bit here. Whereas when I was personal training, it's like day by day, I was gaining and losing clients. And mm. it was like, it was mm. like the stock market. It's yeah. like day trading clients. So yeah. I think that gave me the lessons to sort of realize that like, you're not going to keep everyone. Some people just, you're going to butt heads with them. It's the same thing with, you know, back in high school or over mm. at uni. It's like, you're mm. just not going to like some people. And yep. sometimes mm. they have to be a client for a job. Yep. Sometimes you're going to end up with people that work amazingly with you, but for whatever circumstance, they can't work with you anymore. Or 
sometimes you just grow out of clients. I had a few clients in the beginning that, you know, they got in, got in at the ground level. I did a couple of jobs for, them for free in the beginning. Yeah. You've got to work for free in the beginning. I don't care anyone who says you don't. Yeah. And then I just got to the point where they couldn't afford me and I couldn't afford to give them the product for the as cheap as I was needing it. So yeah. it's all part of it. You lose clients and you gain clients, but yeah. Know, I guess yeah. you just grow you just grow as it comes through. It's hmm. just yeah. Um yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, the old client growing and all that kind of stuff and it's it's just a very different it cha- it just changes so much too. Like every year it's completely different. Mm. And you think you've got your think you've really got a handle on it and then a and then all of a sudden it just changes again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah, fuck, I thought I had this figured out. But you just don't. Mm. <laughs> and yep. that's where it gets a little bit annoying in a way. Um I think that's the most frustrating thing about photography is especially in my photography career, I guess you could say, is you just have crazy good months where you where you you know, on top of the world. And you're like, oh, I've got all this money, all right? I'm doing really, really well. I'm having a great time. And then, you know, for a number, all right? Let's, bl- well, fuck this. I'm going to talk about money. Let's talk about money. Let's do right. it. August last year, mm. I made 12 and a half grand, mm. all right? Good month. Really good month. That's a Bang good on month. month. Really yeah. good month. You know, mm. anyone can anyone can think that's awesome. August, I made 12 and a half. September, I made a thousand bucks, all right? November, I made about 1,500 bucks. December, I made... I think I made 500 bucks. Mm. <laughs> January, mm. I made 1,000. You know, so it's like, sure, you've had this really, really good month, all right? But then mm. all, a lot of the ones afterwards, and this this happens a lot to me. Normally no. every year I have really yeah. one solid month mm. and the rest of them are just okay. Yeah. yeah. And it just cruises along. Yeah, I mm. could not agree more. That's something that I've had to, I think, what did you say, August last year? Yeah. Pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. I, I, I think I made like 10 in August last, no. October last year, I made about 10. I yeah. didn't make a dollar until March this year. But I was an idiot and yeah. I was like, I've just made $10,000. I'm yeah. going to fly United to Hawaii. Yeah. Came back with, you know, two and a half grand in my bank account and I had to live through that for Christmas period and yeah. then finally made a dollar in February. And it was just like, this year has definitely been, because last year was my first full-time year. And this year has definitely been a year where I've been like, okay, mm. some months you're going to see more money than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And then you're not going to see any for six months. Yeah. So it's a case of, mm. you know, I admittedly I had a really good month last month, mm. but Georgie and I are living frugally because we know that that's just part of it. She's and a uni student. Yeah. I'm a freelancer. You can't mm. afford to no. go ham. You need no. to, uh, you need to know that as a freelancer, that's part of the job. Mm. Part of the job is the fact that, you know, sometimes it just snowballs and you'll end up with four clients in mm. one month mm. with finished jobs. Yeah. And then the next month you're not going to have any finished jobs and that's part of it. So, yeah. There's a reason why I'd, you know, stop doing it. Like, yeah. You know, Stressful. got married, got a mortgage, now, you know, got kids. tied down with the kids. So, um, and you can't no. go to your, I, I can't. You, you know, can't go just, to the bank being like, sorry, I didn't get paid this month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't nah. work like that. No. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Give you a naughty fine for that. <laughs> give, yeah, you, exactly. give you a slap on the wrist, don't they, Ben? Yeah. Oh, slap on the huh? wrist and more interest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> more, it's in, it's yeah. in their interest if, if I don't, you know. If you don't pay, yeah. yeah. If you don't pay, yeah. 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 I just, you know, 10 years, if, you know, if I was, got into it 10 years younger, it might be a different story. I might be, different. you know, living full-time the creative industry, uh, mm. the creative, you know, mm. lifestyle, but mm. it's just too hard. It's too, yeah. it's too hard. Um you know, just to do it for yourself and then to try and get by with 
you and a partner, mm. you know, it just adds a dynamic. And then mm. you and a partner and, and any sort of regular income apart from like an internet connection. Um, yeah. You know, because mm. you can de- you know, declare that or whatever. Mm. And then every additional element, it just sort of takes that dream or knocks that dream right on its head. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think, I don't think mm. that ever ends. I think just the money per client goes up mm. to the point that you don't yeah. really need to. I think I've, I've, I was actually, funnily enough, he was in New Zealand with me for my girlfriend's mum's 50th. Um, he was talking to me about his son, who's a, a fashion photographer over in New York. And he was saying that he does two jobs a year. He does yes. two covers a year that pay for his entire year. Obviously, he's not earning amazing amounts of money but he's earning enough to live yeah, in new york city and wow. and that's part of the job is the fact that he does two jobs a year and that's how he handles the stress is the fact that he's not worried about you know he just needs to worry about getting those two jobs every mm. single year and they're the big clients like rod and gun or mm. ralph lauren or whatever mm. it's like just two of those a year and then i'm, I'm fine i think that's oh, yeah. so i'd thing. much rather do yeah. that yeah. Well, you know, as opposed to working but the 55 downside, hours a week. The downside to that is he loses that client and he's over. Yeah. He has yeah. to move home. He's yeah. not making any money that year. So yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that stress never disappears. It just becomes easier to handle as the money per client goes up. Yeah. And the yeah. risk of losing those clients goes up, but you begin to build bigger relationships. It's like, mm. Mm. I'm sure you back working back with Holden. Mm. the relationship that you began to build with them. And, well, it and did, but it was, it was you know, it was a freelance gig and, and mm. I was getting quite a bit. Like I would easily average kind of four to five days a month, mm. if not more. Mm. Um, That's good. Which is good, which mm. is good. Mm. You know, I, I think as a photographer, if you can work a hundred mm. days a year, mm. um, you've done pretty well. Mm. Any, any photographer, any professional photographer that works any more than a hundred days a year, is killing it, mm. absolutely killing it. Mm. Um, because you know, I think that's 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 the way to, you know, it's, that's the way to get that, ahead. That's the <laughs> tricky thing as well that I've found is is like being okay with not working that yeah. many days a week. Mm. Like oh, obviously I'd be, we're I'd be fine with it. Obviously, <laughs> oh, when I say when I'm I say not Saturday, working, Sunday, I'll, yeah, I consider yeah. those days purely shooting days that mm. I'm yeah. talking about. Obviously, I'm editing every single day. I'm mm. editing mm. client mm. videos and client work, and then my photo stuff every day. Yeah, mm. but I only shoot twice a week maybe yeah 1.5 times a week mm. and it's becoming okay with that because i've obviously got mates i'm i'm turning 23 next year and I'm, mm. they're all starting to finish uni and picking up internships and full-time gigs and Jobs. whatnot yeah and it's becoming okay with the fact that i'm able to earn as much as they earn mm. but I don't need to feel like I'm pressured to be having my wheels spinning every single day. Yeah, yeah. and that's mm. another thing with freelancing. Well, you're spinning like, your own wheels. Exactly, exactly. Mm. That's the other thing with freelancing is you need to realise it's like, no, averaging a hundred days a year is is actually a lot of work and it's a lot of work. Good, yeah. So. Mm. Yep. So yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting world as a freelance artist mm. in any sense of the imagination. I've mm. you know I've got a friend who does. He, she's a musician, mm. and that world oh, is just oh, that's yeah. that's even worse. Yeah. yeah, like you know she's pouring you know two or three grand into each song she's producing, and yeah, and she might not make a dollar. She might make heaps. She might not make any. And mm. It's, mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, musicians. Oh, that'd be even. Even harder. I've got a really good good mate, Nick, and he works in child um, social kind of work. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but social work is probably the easiest way to mm. describe it. And like his main passion is is music, 
Mm. And he kills it. He does so. And the way that he learns is just mental. Like I was with him on the weekend and he, he'd sit for a couple of hours every night and mm. he'll get on the piano and he'll have a YouTube video playing next to him mm. and he'll he'll just pick off all the chords for that whole song. Mm. And then he can tra- and then he just translates that instantly over onto guitar and he can make it work all yeah. in that. But mm. um bit of a shout out to Nick because he's actually got he's got a gig this weekend, I think it'll be. It should be this weekend when this podcast comes out. Yeah. The eighth of eighth of June yeah. at the Lost Ones in Ballarat. So go buy a ticket, uh-huh. go see Nick. Yep. I would go, but I've got a race the next day and I've got a workshop the day off. Down the Otways, so it's not going to work. But, but are you going down the Otways? Yeah. I haven't been down there for ages. I'm you should come. I'm to go down. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> what day you, is it? The 9th, you say? The 8th, I'm going to be down the yeah. Otways, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, hit me up. But um, yeah, go see Nick. He's mm. a good little singer-songwriter and um, little. <laughs> uh, is he shorter than us, is he? No, he's same height as me. Oh, right. oh, he's a little bit taller than me, actually. Yeah. He's a good runner, too. Yeah, okay. Ran the ran the Great Ocean Road Marathon, um, half marathon last weekend, a couple of weekends ago. Did pretty well. Just people with energy. On thirty-seven. Just half marathon pace. You said you were racing. What are you racing in? I'm racing. I've just got a I got a half marathon on on that Sunday, the night. Jeez. Yep. Trail run. Well, twenty-one k. That's something you learn something new every day. I yeah. No idea you do into that sort of that stuff. Was, that's my other little little hobby at the moment. Yeah. I needed a I needed another I needed another little hobby. Oh, you need, yeah. yeah and now the it. funny the funny thing is I've been watching a lot of snooker lately too. I'm like, fuck, maybe, I'll, learn, that. maybe I'll get into snooker as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuck another thing on the list. I'll get good at everything eventually. Yeah. Um, was it 10,000 yeah. hours? You just say 10,000 hours. a lot of things. Mm. I rode BMX for 12 years. I was a sponsored BMX rider. I've done 200 skydives. Um, you know, let's see if I can become a somewhat competitive trail runner. That'd be nice. Mm. Well, competitive um, on the snooker circuit. And competitive on the snooker circuit. Oh, there yeah. we go. See if I can get some 147s. I think that's... Oh, yeah. That means something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> just chucking some stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like... I, that's, funnily enough, that's genuinely something I reckon that's part of being an artist is you're just addicted to learning, learning. new yeah, things. I agree. You... And addicted to learning in every sense of the word. It's like you're addicted to becoming good at separate things. And it doesn't yeah. even need to be anything to do with art. No. I, mean, no. I get really I get really interested in like building. And that's kind of creative anyway. Mm. But mm. It's like when I built my van out, same kind of thing. I just got yep. addicted to it for three months. I'm mm. like, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I got really, I got quite good. And the van looks really nice and I'm happy with it. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. No, I'm, but, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. It's mm. a good, way to, it's a good get, way to be. I just get momentarily addicted to learning yeah. <laughs> new things. And yeah. it's like, whatever it is, it's, yep. it's mm. bizarre. Yeah. And, and things that I couldn't even imagine that I'd possibly be interested in, I tend to get addicted yeah. to. So I got yeah. right into watching lock picking on YouTube. I've gotten into <laughs> I've, no, I've gotten into the same thing recently. I've lock found picking lawyer. I've gotten into um breaking those Shadow. puzzle boxes on oh, YouTube. Yeah. I'll yeah. have them playing yeah. in the background while yeah, I'm yeah. editing videos or Chris, whatever. Chris Ramsey? Yeah, Chris yeah. Ramsey. <laughs> gonna... uh, Peter McKinnon's friend. Oh, yeah, his right. stuff is old Peter McKinnon. Imagine, imagine coffee. We I'll talked coffee. about Peter McKinnon yeah. in an early podcast. Imagine, yeah. yeah, imagine the quality of Peter's videos, except yeah. it's all magic tricks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun to watch. Like he's a very, he's very, very good. Yeah, he's very, got a lot good. of tattoos. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. No, it's he's, he's kind of fun. They're yeah. all they're all in that same kind of group. Mm. Peter McKinnon, Jesse, and that Matty Hapoya guy, and Chris Ramsey, and and they've got their mate that takes those photos of food. What's his yeah, name? Yeah. Um, um, I can't his remember name. his name either. 
These if I, photos are amazing. If I think mm, it, I'll put it in the link as well. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's where we are at the moment. We're in yeah. the beautiful food photography studio of Yarraville. Mm-hmm. 275 hide, drop in and say hi. No, don't do that. Ask the pastor. <laughs> Ask the pastor. It's a dangerous move. I hope mm. the boys don't blow up in six months if someone's listening to this. It just someone's, goes, oh, here we go. Oh, we've got a couple mm. of girls out the front there doing hello. <laughs> Oh, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Ben's lost. Once yeah. again. Ben's Once always again. lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Chop off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, we did get one viewer question. Yeah. Uh, which we'll smack on right at the moment. Uh, it's from... I've got anything. I dropped a story before I got here. Sick. It's from... It's from... Um, my mate Craig again. Oh, Craig Richards Photography. A blanket. Here we go. Yeah, Craig underscore Richards underscore, oh, I can't say underscore. Photography. Uh, photography. Um, so, Tom, when you head out for a shoot, you already have in mind how you want to edit, manipulate your images in your own artistic style. Mm. I don't think we covered that. Kind of yeah. already touched on it, but yeah. yeah it's okay. so, I, call it, I call it shooting for, shooting a blank canvas is the best way to describe it. Mm. Is you sort of want to have or an idea. Or just shooting a blank either way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can get blank. away with either kind of thing. Well, yeah, a bit different. A bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got to drop something funny in there, don't we? Uh, it can't be too bloody straight down the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could turn no, into it's... a woodworking podcast. They're pretty serious, aren't they? There's woodworking uh, podcasts? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That was ben one of my recent, podcast. you know, things, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good one. There's yeah, some entertaining bikes out there. Yeah. 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 One guy planes. literally left the building Yep. in this one. He's just planes like, sorry, guys, got to go. Yep. I'll tell you mm. what, for everyone listening, this is literally the best part of the podcast is watching these two just go off on a tangent Yeah, because we'll be in the midst of conversation and I've listened to it on the podcast, but sitting across the table from them is hilarious because they'll be looking at me and then they'll just start looking at each other and go at it for a good 15 yep. seconds and then just reconnect. I know. <laughs> it's I know the funniest thing to watch. Yep. It's the way to do it. You gotta. You can't be too straight down the line. You can't take anything too seriously. Well, I, no. I literally cannot do it. No, yeah, Ben's yeah, incapable of straight yeah. down the line. Yeah, I was told by a previous employer that I was a round peg that I was trying to squish into a square <laughs> hole. That'd be a good looking sight. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out. I like the sense of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you tell us about your idea of yeah, how you shooting a blank you, canvas. Yeah, shoot mm. a blank canvas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just have an idea of what you um, you know. You always want to have the ability to mask. That's probably the first thing you should learn when you're creating digital art is, mm-hmm. is masking your subject because obviously you want to edit around your subject. You don't want to throw on those crazy manipulations of color onto someone's face because that will mm. just ruin the image or you don't want to, you know, if someone's wearing a nice red coat <coughs> and you're wanting to change your greens to be more blue, you obviously can't do that with reds in the middle of the image and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. So you want to always envision being able to mask whatever your subject is oh. in the image. Obviously, if it's a you know a landscape of a you know recently in New Zealand, there were a lot of boats coming into the into the Queenstown Bay, and it was you know they were beautiful subjects to shoot. But I probably wouldn't be able to mask them with all the sails and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I think whenever I'm shooting people, that's the main thing I focus on. Is like I don't want to have too many cross sections cutting he or her in half or anything like that. I usually want to keep that ability to to mask and then obviously things like um you know if i'm shooting with a, a a portrait lens or something like that keeping a shallow depth of field on certain elements mm-hmm. it just makes it easier if i'm shooting yeah. say mm. you, with my subject sitting 
with stuff in the foreground and stuff in the background that's going to be impossible to mask whereas if i just completely separate them from the background and leave the background blurry in there in focus that's going to be so much easier to mask yeah in, in post so it's just little things like knowing what you're capable of i think is the most important tool to remember when you're out shooting is mm-hmm. is be like okay what am I capable of doing with this image here? How am I going to make this easier for myself? Mm. So yeah, yeah. See, so often when you're out shooting you yeah. do, or you know doing whatever, you just like ah, oh, fix it in post. I'll, I'll worry about that. Too. Yeah, don't worry it's about just it. it's impossible. And then you just sit there and you just oh my fucking, I've done it again. I've done just, it again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, I, I feel don't like do that you too can. Much these days, I feel like you can get away with a, a little bit more in in landscape photography when it comes to like you were saying about like masking and you can't you kind of want to keep the face the same mm. so i feel like with skin tones mm. you, if skin tones are off with a portrait it just instantly people can people know what skin looks like yeah. well, and if it looks off just, portrait's just a whole other world it's like yeah you know so many things can throw a person off it's like if the skin tone's awkward throws them off yeah their expression is awkward throws them off yeah mm. if their eyes are out of focus it throws them off yeah, yeah. Mm. if there's mm. no sort of catch light in their eyes it throws them off it's mm. like there's mm. so many things that you need to focus on on top of taking the photo and on top of your composition and on top of your editing yeah but landscape photography i think the main thing that i try to focus on is um just keeping a balanced image is the easiest yeah. way to go yeah. into mm. an edit. Just nail your exposure. Mm. Use your histogram. I don't care how good your uh, mm. LCD on the back of your camera is. Use your histogram because yeah. there has We've been spoken about this, so yes. many times where I've gotten back from a shoot and these images are just either too dark or too bright, usually yeah. too dark just because I'm <clears> yeah. trying to balance for the sky and then I go and back you, and I'm like, why did I use it so with, dark? And you shoot with Canon, so yeah, you have to underexpose anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know it exposure Good old yeah, more with Canon than, than what I I have with Fuji. Yeah. But I shot with Canon a lot. A lot. Both Fuji. Both mm. Fuji now. Both Fuji. How do you find it? I love Fuji now. Mm. Love it. Yeah. All it, like a, from the start I have so but they're they're good good little cameras. Mm. Yeah. Um, really good. I'm starting to get I'm starting to lose it with with Canon. I'm yeah. Mm. It's I just do. Like, I I love the one D. I've shot with the one D. Hey. Yeah. Um, I, I love, and I'm I'm it, I'm starting to build a good relationship with people down and funnily enough, literally five kilometers that way at the mm. Canon Experience Store. They're lovely mm. people, and they've been a massive help. Maybe it's just, you know, the issue with I'm I'm thinking about investing in uh, something more serious for yeah. for shooting for video stuff, mm. yeah, which yeah. will obviously just free up everything as mm. far as. Because the selection of cameras that you can buy, that you can do, you know, weddings with, as well as shooting landscapes with, is yeah. There's not a very thick mm. cross section mm. there. There's nah. You know, there's maybe a handful of cameras that you can do that with. Mm. So that'll obviously free up a lot of space, and that's probably a lot of my frustration. Mm. But I'm definitely starting to look at you know the A7Threes of the world and mm. the A7R3s. I'll tell you what's sounding pretty good is the Panasonic SRs yeah. oh, and all yeah. that because they've yeah. got that. Um, like the the L mount alliance with Sigma and yeah. Leica. The L mount alliance. Yeah, it sounds so L mount. Formal, is it L mount? It's L mount alliance. Yeah. yeah, and so you've got you know Sigma lenses, Panasonic, Leica, and Leica. Yeah. Panasonic, um, and they can you know they, they can, can do, they can do both. Mm. They can do both. For, you know, What's if you're looking for a DSLR, that's yeah. a um, and it's full frame, yeah. stabilized. I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, good looking camera too. What's yeah. the what's the new guy that's come out that shoots raw, the video raw? Um, I know you can shoot. With, There's a new DSLR. Oh, like on Z7, you can shoot yeah, raw into the into the um, mm. 
into the recorder. Yeah. Yeah, the old uh, flog. I saw that yeah. recently. Flog. The flog. I saw that recently and I was like, there has to be something wrong with that camera. It has to be. Sure. From the specs that have come out with it, it just looks... Have you looked at the... Um, mm. the... There's a fear that you can do it if you've got like a, a ninja or... Yeah, or yeah. You, you can do, those, do a lot of them with the Atomos. And they're not that expensive, yeah, really. Atomos is just... They're Australian. Australian, Australian yeah, too. they're mm. literally mm. down the road as well. Mm. Yeah, right. So and Blackmagic uh, too. Have you looked at Blackmagic? Yeah. That could be a good project. one just to just yeah. to give it a go because it's reasonably cheap and yeah, just yeah. see what mm. you can get out of it. Have um, you got lens options with them? Micro Four Thirds. Okay. Yeah, so you've got a heap, but mm, still yeah. Micro Four Thirds. Mm. But that's all right. Micro Four Thirds is good for video. Small. Everyone loves Micro Four Thirds. You really don't need to worry about it. It depends. Once you get into the cinema line, they make so many adjustments further down the line. Even yeah. the, the Red only has one full-frame camera. Yeah. Mm. Vista mm. Vision camera. Vista Vision. Um, mm. So it's yeah, sensor size really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter no, 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 no. with no, cinema, video, cinema cameras. You typically yeah. crop sensor with video. Yeah, yeah it's thirty five mm yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. um uh, yeah. Super thirty five. But yeah. Mm. But um yeah, I'm I'm either looking at uh one of the, the Gemini's or the C two hundreds at the moment. Yeah, no. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just can't You just don't have I, the frame rates with the C two hundred though. Yeah, it's same just, as it, the Gemini. It's so oh the Gemini's amazing. Gemini's and that's the good great. thing about red is they're yeah. just like it's literally like they've given you the camera and they've just gone here is everything it's possibly yeah. capable of you might Love overheat it. it and break it in the process but Lovely. here is everything we mm. can possibly push out of this machine mm. whereas canon that's just like the one thing that irks me about it is like why would you make a cinema camera your flagship cinema camera you know can't shoot 4k 120 mm. or can't mm. shoot up to 120 frames a yep. second it's like that mm. It it's, should not be a thing. That's strange, isn't it? Should yeah. not be possible. Yeah, so, or even at least a hundred. Like, because yeah. I think the, the oh well, yeah, the red ninety six. Yeah, no, it's ninety. Yeah, ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. But the reds, I've I've always liked. Well, I like the way Ari picture looks better than red. Yeah, it depends, yeah, it depends what you're after. Fuck, I, I, no one can afford. Who can afford Ari's that are just shooting on the weekends? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just can't do not it. Many. You know? 55 no. grand for a camera and then you still got to put another 20 grand worth of stuff on it to make it work. And then you yeah. got to buy your cinema primes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just, yeah. I think, I, yeah, Red is definitely, and especially with what happened last year with them, I know a lot of red owners that are very pissed off about that, but I'm yeah. very happy because it's good for me. I'm not a red owner yet. Mm. Where they just, um, what was it? They changed the DMC. Yeah. Um, they essentially, they essentially um, broke their entire line into one body type. Mm. And what that meant is the heliums and the, the monstros and all the cameras basically dropped by about i think the i think the monstro dropped by about 25k yeah so wow. all of a sudden people that bought it the day before were mm. out twenty five thousand dollars. so yeah. it's it's good time it's just sort of made everything <laughs> a lot more affordable like the mm. gemini and like the body alone and then you got to buy i think it ends up being twice as much with mm. all the stuff well at least the quote that i've gotten it's comes out to about Two thirds more expensive than the body alone. So yeah, the body yeah, alone what are you looking is, at? How I'm much? The Gemini. But total price? How much? Total price is forty-five grand for okay. that. But that's everything, and that's yep. uh, mm. you know mount a seven-inch monitor yep. handle, two handles, yep. like mm. four batteries. Uh, you just put your three, lenses on. Three terabyte cards. Yeah, bought an EF mount or gonna buy an EF mount. Yep. Yeah. So yep. it's. For that price, for a flagship cinema camera, very. I I, I think mm. it's I. 
I don't think it matters. Like it might seem like a lot of money, but if you can charge that out to your client, well, well that's, that's the thing. Yeah, if you well, can pick it up, it doesn't matter. Done. And then mm. I really want to get into my my style has always been that documentary style filmmaking of, yeah. of mm. show up somewhere and don't really be too much of an interruption. Mm. Sort of let things happen how they may. And I've 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 fortunately got a lot of cool people that I really want to tell their stories. Yeah, nice. And I really want to get out there and you know tell the stories of these people that are doing amazing things, athletes and musicians and that sort of stuff. And I mm. think it's mm. just a good opportunity to to get into that world and the other thing as well is I think, what is it Netflix only accepts yeah red they, you, you can do it you can actually oh, really? do it with those yeah no you can do it with um, you can do it with like C700 I think oh yeah yeah so um, they only accept certain I think cameras. they have certain cameras that mm. they accept from which is bizarre but it's the Black, uh, magic, it the black magic falls into that the new really crazy really? yeah wow. 15 $1600 camera but you can definitely you can definitely tell a lot of their Netflix originals are all shot in 8K and it just looks ridiculous. I remember I was yeah. watching mm, the latest mm. season of Black Mirror and I was oh, yeah. looking at some of the oh, faces and it was like, on. it was almost yeah. too full on. I was, yeah. like, mm. I was like, why can I see the the like the like corners, the water dripping off the corners of their eyes? It's, it's like, a bit much sometimes. It's a bit mm. full on. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that like, mm. if you're going to, if that's the point that you're going to get to, it's like, you, you kind of, you're better off buying something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because in 10 years, this is the thing that people don't understand too. It, even in 20 years time, Mm. that's probably still going to be quite a usable camera and the other thing as well <laughs> yeah. with red is they make it so easy to upgrade, upgrade. yeah mm. like once mm. you've got mm. once you've got the it's gemini a whole modular thing exactly yeah. once you've got the gemini it's only six grand to upgrade to the helium and yeah 12 grand to upgrade to the monstro, monstro rather than paying 45 for the monstro alone and then sorry 55 for the monstro alone and then sixty thousand worth of accessories yeah, yeah. so mm. they make it they're essentially future proof mm. in the best sense of the word obviously there's no camera company that's future proof yeah but mm. well and but, uh, truly much more than much than more than any other, company, yeah. any other company yeah even you know even sony and canon with their cinema line and obviously they're not professional cinema line they're, mm. they're yeah. cameras for professional yeah prosumer cinema yeah. line mm. um but even then it's like you buy your c200 and you upgrade it to the c300 and then you get a and then, c5 yeah. and a 7 yeah. like it's yeah but it, the other thing the too best is, is obviously the best is obviously the top of the range, but where with yeah that with only red, last six months these days. But they only wow the cinema stuff seems to obviously, last longer because yeah. it does yeah, yeah yeah. And they also upgrade less frequently yeah. So yeah, and then you've all yeah it, it's just yeah I it's in a whole new world. <laughs> we yeah. can talk for hours on yeah. this sort of stuff. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's so expensive when you get into the cinema stuff. Like, so mm. expensive. And I, I just, um, I'm not in a position to be, you know, mm. contemplating about what I'd spend mm. my money on. But I, I just sort of think, well, what would get me out of trouble for 80% of shooting? And, um, yeah, I don't know when I'd shoot 4K, 120 frames, yeah. you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, unless I got into, like, a specialty niche, you know, yeah. slow-mo yeah. thing. And, then, and so it's like, well, what do we get you out of the... Um, out of trouble for eighty percent of your shooting and mm. any of that other stuff. Yeah, just rent it. Yeah, you know, it's get your shot for that. Yeah, and then you know, and that's the most important yeah. thing I think is, you is have to rent the, rent yeah. before you buy, even yeah. oh, down to yeah. DSLRs. It's like mm. you need to first of all you need to have a, a valuable reason for doing it. It's like I've I've shown up to sets and I've shown up with my DSLR for a job that I thought I was capable to shoot it on and I've gotten the weird looks and never been hired by those people again. Yeah, so it's okay. it's mm. you know it's a kind of situation where um, it's just 
part of it, unfortunately, with videos. Like, I would either need to rent for every single job or yeah, but mm, do it. Mm. So it's it's at the point now where it's like you know sixty percent of my inquiries are, are jobs that I can do on my one DX. Mm. All the weddings I can still do on my one DX. Oh. All the jobs that I do for local sports teams I can still do on my one DX. Yeah, and I will continue to do because the autofocus on that thing is phenomenal. Yeah, mm. but for forty percent of my inquiries, it's like they're either turned away or I show up on the day with a DSLR and it's the sort of situation. People look at you kind of funny. Yeah. 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 It's like the product again, the product is exactly the same. Same. Mm. Exactly the same. Obviously you know, shooting on a red, you've got that 18 stops of dynamic range, you've got raw, yeah, you've got an nice. image that yeah, just outrageous. looks phenomenal, mm. outrageous. But for 90% of jobs, if I'm shooting in a studio, for example, if mm. I'm shooting a video well, in a studio, I can shoot that thing on a, I could shoot this on this. Yeah, and absolutely, it'd look, yeah. My phone for anyone listening, yeah. I could shoot it on my phone and it'd look just as good as shooting on, you know, yeah. the yeah. top end cinema camera. But, mm. you know. Well, there was that film that was released not too long ago, shot on a mobile. Yeah, yeah, and there was a one shot on the it. A7 III as well, which I thought was unreal. There was a horror movie recently that yeah. shot mm. on the A7 III. So exactly. there's, there's definitely, I think, I think it's more the, um, the pulling power that you get as a videographer. Yeah. when you own mm. that sort of camera. Oh that, yeah, that sort of bumps, and it comes back to what we were talking about before. It's like you're not going to get hired for those two jobs that pay your entire year unless you've. In a situation yeah. where you've got that yeah. piece of absolutely equipment. yeah, yeah. So and that guy you can bring in, the gear in, that, yeah you'll get the jobs yeah sure. in New York City I'm sure he owns a Hasselblad or a Phase 1 yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's yeah and you, yeah. you would kind of have to because for shooting for that you'd, you'd need that reputation of having that camera mm. yeah <laughs> um, yeah I, I feel like photography is not as wanky when it comes to that kind of yeah. stuff mm. but the film industry or the video cinematography kind of industry very much is mm. um, where I feel like I'm quite happily rock up to most of my photo gigs with my xt3 and no mm. one even bats an eyelid mm. but yeah. if you know maybe if five years ago if i rocked up with a, a mirrorless camera people would look at you funny because they'd expect you to have a a, a, a d800 or a yeah, big or body a, or yeah. a, what are they called what's the silly canon camera called 5d mm. um <laughs> I've bloody got one in that safe over there. Mm. Um, we've we've well, labelled off so many different cameras that we're losing our minds. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like now it just doesn't matter as much. Um, you can get away with you can get away with a lot with with mirrorless cameras, and people don't seem to mind all that much. But well, yeah, and in some ways, you know, mirrorless is um, almost preferred. Yeah, like nowadays, just, just yeah. because it's you know it's a little it's, bit less intrusive and. Yeah, smaller, compact, they're lighter, yeah. and um, but it's it's just a more thrown around term yeah. now. It's like oh, mm. you, you got this this big bulky DSLR, or you got this mirrorless. Oh, mirrorless. Mm. Oh, you got mirrorless. Oh, mm. oh, mirrorless. Yeah. yeah. Where <laughs> also, I think a lot of the time you yeah, could you could rock up to really you could rock up to bigger jobs, and mm. if you pulled your red out of your bag, mm. they'd they'd look at it and go, "Wow, look at that! Wow, we better yeah. hire this guy. Again, it looks amazing." So. Yeah. And and that's yeah. why he charges. If, 2500 a day yeah mm, you know, that's yeah. why his rate's 2500 you know mm. rather than being a thousand bucks i think it's yeah i think and especially with sony now pushing the new 100 megapixel cameras that yeah. they'll be bringing out in the next six months i think it's there's really not much of a difference beside the stylized look of a, of a what is it a, a um what's the name of the professional photographer anyway like Cameras. there's not much of a look between change between a or at least detail change between a Hasselblad and a 50 megapixel A7 R3 so yeah. it's, hmm. it's you know the situation right now with photography is really you know 
as long as you're taking good images, it doesn't really matter, mm. which I think so is an awesome. Matter at all. Yeah. I think it's an awesome place to do that. I think it's definitely getting there, especially with, well, even talk about back in 2015, the, mm. the resurgence of, or the resurgence of, uh, people being a one-man show in yeah. videography mm. you couldn't show up to a job in 2010 as a one-man show with a handheld nah. gimbal and a nah. camera and a nah. bag and you're dumping your own footage and all that sort of stuff even people now, look funny yeah well, even two years ago when i was doing a i was working as a, an editor for a real estate high-end real estate media company that do uh, they do all real estate in melbourne in Los Angeles and my job for some of those days was to take the card from the cinematographer mm. and put it into the computer yeah. and mm. then take the card back to the cinematographer and yeah. I was being paid 25 bucks an hour and make sure you don't lose any files or you'll be dead yeah <laughs> and it's like the fact that you know even that now is that's beginning to be looked at as something that's not necessary I think yeah that's, I think that's definitely mm. a good move for yeah. videography or cinematography these days mm. it's definitely getting to the point where a company's like why would I hire a production team when I can hire mm. Adam or Tom or Ben and mm. they can mm. come down there by themselves and yep. do the whole thing just as good as a production house so yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it depends if you can if you can actually manage it that's the other that thing level. as well yeah. is like yeah when it gets to the point where you're handling two or three clients a month and, and people might look at that and be like what you mean two or three clients a month you can't handle that it's like once you get down to shooting for hours and then editing for hours it's yeah i think it's really Mm. easy it's really Mm. easy to shoot and edit yeah for for three clients clients. handling the people (laughs) thinking of ideas and then um, turnarounds and turn and like everything together that's the hard bit Mm. people don't people don't think that like there's some pre-production involved you have to think of a concept and you have to run the concept past the client then you have to get it back to your own little drawing board and then you need to figure out if you need anyone else to help you out on the shoot it's just it's endless mm, you know yeah. so if you're shooting for a day a lot of the time you need kind of at least a half day or a day of pre-production and kind of another half day to a day to actually talk to the client to figure out all these other kind of stuff so mm. it's it's like for a day shooting you kind of nearly need another at least 10 hours of pre-production as such yeah just to get the job started and over the line oh yeah well, that's been shooting the is the last thing you do yeah. obviously minus the edit and yeah. Yeah. delivery and all that but there's so much work that's gone in to a job before you hit yeah. record yeah so yep. much yeah so much yeah yeah it's not just yeah. rocking up and, and shooting shot lists shooting stuff mm. planning mm. contracts it's mm. just like yeah, and then on top of that, it's like I've had jobs that, you know, the turnaround time was two weeks after shooting day and, and I set it off, mm. you know, one and a half weeks later and two months later, we're still going back with back and forth as far as things yeah, that need changes, changes and that sort of changes. stuff. And it's like you don't take into account that sort of thing when you're first getting started. You don't yeah. realize that a client, mm. when they say two weeks, they actually mean one week and then all the changes that they want done in that second week. And Yeah. And it's just mm. this... And the problem yeah. then is that the longer that whole changes process goes on, the less work the you more, can do and the less you've been paid. Well, <laughs> there's that, but then they also go, they've got more time to get more and more people to look at it and then give their two yeah. cents. Yeah. And then the changes list, yeah. like, and you just end up going round and round and round yeah. in circles. And yeah. Yeah, very quickly, you're just like, right, next job. Two sets of changes. Yeah, that's yeah. all you get. Yeah. That's all you get. That's yeah. what's in the contract. You yeah. won't, like and it. then they'll, they'll push on. it out to three or four, and yeah. you do three or four because you want return clients. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, a I nightmare. Had, yeah, I had a yeah, I had a client one time, and it was early on in my career before I started 
giving out contracts, which mm. is something that I recommend everyone do from day one. I don't care how much it costs to get a template for a, a contract. Yep. Mm. Get a basic one that covers everything and, and use it every single time. I don't care if it's your best mate hiring you to shoot your yeah. little his little brother's birthday party. Whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. get yeah. a contract. A six-year-old. But, six-year-old um, birthday party yeah mm. it's like i i shot, rocked up on the day and and they were for the meeting and they were huge fans of my work that i'd done so far and they're like well, we really like this specific video this is amazing we like this and i'm like okay well cool they're fans of my work they're obviously really after this genre or this style, style. Mm. i'll just shoot the same style and i'll shoot the same sort of vibe and we'll do that and i'm like because they're fans of my work i don't really need to worry about too much as far as contracts or anything like that uh so I got to the shooting day, I did all the shooting, I was really proud of the work that I'd done, sent it to them and they sent back a one-line email that said, we really don't like what you've sent us. And I was like, huh? oh. and I called them straight away, I was like, I'm trying to be polite, I was like, what Why? is it, can you send me a time code, like just let me know, I'm happy to make changes, that's all part of it, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was one of the first times they've ever hired a videographer for their business. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, we don't really know what we don't like, but we just don't oh, that like is the worst. what it is. And I was like, and I was like, okay, well, part of the the custom of this is you send me time codes or you send me, you know, basic feedback of what you want changed. Mm. And they're like, I think we need to have a meeting, blah, blah, blah. So I went in for this meeting and they came back and they're like, so the music is what we don't really like. And I was like, well, just tell me that and I'll change the song. So we went back, changed the song. I sent it back again. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is really what we want. And <laughs> two months later, I realized that they were just pulling me along and end up getting five or six different variations of the video out of it and then they used all of those five or six variations oh and really i've uh i've not since <laughs> worked with them thankfully i ended up getting paid in the end which Cheeky is buckets. what i was after but yeah that was very early on God. and i wasn't writing contracts and wasn't being stringent wow. as far as yeah, you've wow. got to be a little bit of a as much as you want to like you yeah. want return clients mm. but some people will try and String and God, I've never had anything like that. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to remember that when I'm employing, <laughs> yeah. when I'm employing Tom to do my videos. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you don't get a contract from me yeah. and you're sweet to go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's living. Jesus. Uh, Good times. Not pricks. Yeah. Yeah. Shit Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. So my mate would say the fuckwits are winning. Yes. <laughs> fuckwits always win, don't they? Yeah. Always win. Shocking. So I reckon what we should do, let's roll into our normal little segment and we'll kind of ask you as well. Mm. Um, but we might start off with um, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, yep. So, yeah, what did you what did you win from this week? You've just this been week? in New Zealand. Ooh, what did you nail, yeah. So, like, New Zealand's kind of a bit of a win, um, even though you didn't get to shoot all that much, yeah. but at least, you you know, there'd have mm. to be a win, a mm. win or two in there. So yeah, what well, have you won this well, week? I, uh, I got to New Zealand and I didn't, didn't plan on doing it because obviously helicopter rides are extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, but how I, much? Because we're going next year as a family. Are you going to New Zealand? Yeah, and so I wouldn't mind doing a doors we off did flight. It with, but we I don't did know it with, much. Oh, I don't think, I don't know if, it depends. We were in the end of uh, autumn, so I don't think they do doors off this time of year just because it's so cold. damn cold. Mm, but mm. I did it for 1,050 in a I'm not going five, to get that over the line. Five-seater. So I'm not going to get that over the line. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was phenomenal. And that included, mm. that was about an hour to Milford Sound from Queenstown and then three hours on a boat and then an hour back. So it ended up being a big Oh, that's day. awesome. So it's like for a thousand bucks, it's good, especially considering I did a doors off flight in Kauai for a thousand for mm. 45 minutes. But yeah, that, right. was, that was still to this day the most incredible experience I've ever done and well worth mm. every dollar. But my 
Thoughts yeah, for it. Thousands was, good. Thousands yeah. good. Mm. I got to I got to New Zealand. I wasn't planning on doing it. I was like, oh, we'll be fine. It's like it's Queenstown. I'd love to get to Milford Sound, but the awkward thing about Milford Sound is it's only about maybe sixty nautical miles yeah. from Queenstown. It's mm. Pretty close. But four hours. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's this because obviously you've got all the lakes and whatnot that you got to drive around and all the mountains and blah blah blah. But so uh, I got there and I was like, oh, I don't know, should I do it? I don't know, should I do it? And mm. I just decided to do it and it was the most incredible thing ever beyond mm. the photography and videography that yeah. I had to do on the day. Mm. Just if you're ever somewhere beautiful, take a helicopter ride. Those Sometimes it doesn't amazing. even matter about the photography. You're just like, wow, this is cool. This yeah. is unreal. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I was in um, yeah, Queenstown, I think 2007, mm. and we got a, a like a ski package, you know, four or five day thing. And on the second day, I, um, you know, Came a cropper, hurt myself, which wiped out, you know, doing any more snowboarding. Um, but you could uh, sort of, you know, take your credits or whatever for your lift pass, mm. or whatever, put them towards something else, put them towards a helicopter fight. It was only like oh, a 15 really? minute thing. They landed us on top of the Remarkables and yeah. took us back again. Sick. And happiest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty <laughs> <unreal>. <laughs> it was amazing. What about, what about your son? Uh, your yeah, daughter. No. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, happier than that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just different. Just different. Just, yeah. just different. It's just different, Joe. Don't yeah, worry. That was, that was one of the 11.6 out of 11.6 yes. moments. Yeah, 11.6 yeah. is a good number to start yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I love my kids. I love my kids to bits. They are, yeah. Good old kids. They're probably better than a helicopter ride. Yeah. But, um, just. Yeah. Just, just better. Just. <laughs> For now. Just, yeah. Just until they get a bit older and then you have to give them one of these ones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh really um but no, I think, yeah, I think, yeah nice i think that was the that was one of the wins but another one is like i've always been super hesitant you to get do one. any influencer no, 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 yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, another one. yeah i've always been super hesitant to do any sort of influencer work mm. um in the past and i just i think the benefit of having my videography business on the side is i don't need to mm. and it's mm. taken that pressure off because yeah. i really don't I don't like the idea of someone coming along and being like, we really like your content, but we want you to post this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, I, I get it. And I think that you can you can definitely do really well with it. Mm. But I think my style and the amount of time that I put into each of my edits, it just doesn't lend itself too well to that sort of thing. Mm. I've mm. thankfully got some stuff coming up with Adobe, which I've been trying to get oh, for nice. ages. Oh, nice. Which I'm, I'm super, super stoked about. I think that's just perfect for my brand and probably one of Absolutely. the... the handful of companies that i would ever work with mm, mm. but um but yeah in the past i've always been super hesitant and i reached out to a company called event who run qt ridges all those sort of resorts sure and they just gave me the most incredible hospitality amazing experience the person who handled me in their sales team was phenomenal very mm. nice just like just the most just the easiest experience ever and i mm. just it's sort of given me this new perspective on influencer work that i I really appreciate. I think there's you can definitely have bad experiences, but this as far as a first time experience, yeah, yeah, getting some a little bit of free travel was phenomenal. They were shout amazing, out. and shout out to QT, Massive shout, shout out, out to, to QT, to yeah. Shout use the uh, use the promo code Tom in the description for fifteen <laughs> percent. <laughs> nah, not really. No, huge huge shout out to them. They're yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can try. You can plug that in somewhere yeah, on their website. Yeah, it'll go uh, somewhere. It won't maybe. do anything, but. Yeah. You might get a high five from someone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves high fives. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, and 
What's the second one? What the focus were you thinking? Yeah. What the focus was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. So what's the what's the shittest thing you did all week? Ah, oh, damn. What didn't quite Probably. go to plan? Probably. <laughs> yeah, what didn't go to so plan? My, so my... We were lucky enough that uh, my girlfriend's mother was very, very keen on her 50th birthday. So she booked out a one of the... Uh, the Lodge Bar which is like part of Rod and Gun in Queenstown mm-hmm. and bought a ludicrous amount of alcohol as far oh. as a bar tab and mm. I got really excited as a 22 year old young dude and I was yeah. like oh this is awesome I'm usually drinking just beer cheap wine or mm. or whatever I can drink whatever I want tonight like I'll go through the menu and we'll have a look <laughs> and we'll mm. go through all the nice wines we'll have a few cocktails and I think I had a different drink every single drink for the entire night to the yep. point that I was falling over and I woke up the next morning you would have felt great the next day I have never felt that bad in my life and I got on a plane at 11am oh sorry I went off to the airport at 11am and then got on a plane at 3 so that was that was probably the most fun I've had in 24 hours ever so yeah Yeah, what else were you thinking that's for sure yeah Yeah. so that was was a lot of fun yeah Yeah. but no that was yeah that was that and then yeah just uh it's been a it's been a week of up and downs. So mm. as long as you yeah. had a good time on the night, that's what it comes down to. Because you won't yeah. remember the hangover, you'll always remember, remember the, the night. night. Well, yeah. And yeah. well you might. Night, it, depends it depends on how many people depends you how killed. Bad the hangover is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it depends on who you murdered on the evening, hey? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And the killer every second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop talking about Dave. I know who Dave is. Who's Dave? <laughs> Someone. Let's forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Back to your images, your hmm. composite images. Like, what do you start with first? Do you start with the, like, and I'm talking about, um, like, the inception of the idea yeah. and then, um, you know, actually going out and getting it. Is it the scene? Is it the the sky? Is it the um, the subject? Mm. It's usually it's usually the the image... The best way to describe it is like you have your your base image and mm. then that sort of stays stagnant through the entire edit. So it's like if I'm taking a beach shot, the beach might stay exactly the same with the yeah. subject. If I'm taking mountains, the mountain might stay the same. If I'm mm-hmm. taking a mm-hmm. portrait, the actual portrait might stay the same. Um, so that's probably the easiest way to describe it. But then I sort of get that image in and I'll be like, okay, what do I need to pull off this edit that I've got? And I've got this folder on my hard drive that comes with me for every hard drive mm, <laughs> so it's mm. got like just all your assets assets yeah yeah so it's got maybe you know i think it's almost at four or five hundred assets that i've gotten from yeah, shutterstock wow. pixels whatever mm, mm. over the over the years and uh i go through there i'm like do i have it do i have it do i have it i'll pick a couple and i'll bring them into a folder or whatever and then if i don't have it i'll jump on shutterstock or adobe stock or whatever and yeah, pick up nice. some images that i need usually mm-hmm. those are things like you know the elements that you obviously can't capture things like uh the planets i was gonna yeah. say yeah the earth from animals distance. yeah, yeah animals able, yeah. that sort of stuff that i wanted to add into my images or even sometimes i get skies off those yep. websites so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's uh and then i go from there and create it but mm-hmm. it's usually the image that i take is the thing that i start with yeah yep. I, I never really i still go out <clears throat> taking photos as if i'm a photographer yeah so mm-hmm. i sort of i never plan on creating crazy edits there are times where for example, I always try to chase lawn at a low tide because yeah. that place is amazing for creating these sort of... Because you've got the reflections and yeah. they, you can create these amazing 
dreamscapes. But when I go to places like Wilson's Prom or, or the Otways or wherever, mm. I sort of go to those places. I'm like, what can I capture beautifully on the day? And then I come back and I'm like, is there anything in here that I can sort of yeah make cool? it a little bit better? Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But that's what I've also enjoyed most about portrait photography is I've I've started to really plan my edits. Makes so it fun, Because yeah. you sort of have to, like, you, you know, if you're going to put, for example, a shot that I did with Georgie, it's like if you're going to put jellyfish in front of her, you need to her to express as if she's got a floating jellyfish in front of her face or yeah. you need to sort of be like, okay, is that going to be bouncing light off her so I need to have a, a light source bouncing off the side of her face or whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's added a cool element where I've sort of got to plan and... Mm. sort of picture things in my head before I do them so yeah they're nice yeah that's cool Mm. it's a cool process it is uh it makes it interesting yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. I like it yeah cool all right well let's um let's roll into the slippery seven second seven second questions actually before we do my wife had a question for you yeah here we go um just you know she had a look at your images really liked them and just wants to know whether or not you believe in unicorns whether well, or not I believe in unicorns, yes. Yes, I believe in Should unicorns. Should we start by asking? They're probably embarrassed at the same How time. How good are unicorns? Follow Joe on Instagram, Joe underscore Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah. That's pretty much your Instagram. There's another couple underscores in there. Yeah. Well, yes, yes, I do believe in unicorns. Yeah. I like unicorns. they're out there somewhere. Have to be. Would I? Well, people wouldn't have made them if they weren't out there. It's like dragons. dragons. Yeah, dragons. I was thinking this the other day. Do you guys watch dragons. Game of Thrones? No. Yeah, I fell off. Oh, I just didn't. Well, I just I mean, don't need the violence. Yeah. I got. I picture so many just, you know, my yeah. head's in overdrive all the time. So I just don't need additional fodder for, Fair you enough. know, Fair bad enough. thoughts. I well, want to, but I just haven't. I just, it's just so much commitment now. Yeah. You know, I'm seven it's seasons in. It's, this is going to take a long time to you know get, you do. get up to you scratch. Could, I'll watch them in two times. I watched the first season and then. Two speed? Didn't, yeah, I didn't watch, watch two speed. That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> Put four episodes on on a split same screen. time. That's oh, all the same really idea. Couldn't no. be that hard to understand, could it? No, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got two screens behind you. Just said, just come yeah. in, sit here whilst Done you're deal. doing the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Could, that won't be annoying for the audio. Could could also over a season. Yeah. Hold on, guys. There's something good happening now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'll watch it eventually. Mm. But maybe, maybe we'll see if we go. That was a tangent. Yeah, yeah. It seems to happen. Yeah, didn't go for longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting um, uh, getting more pro. I think get, that's what it is. We're pretty much we're pretty much the most professional podcast online, I reckon. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yep. yep. Just under Joe Rogan and yep. yep. Well, you guys are it's actually better. above Joe Rogan at the moment. No, oh, yeah. chance, we are in the charts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most popular for sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw sure. it the other day. I was checking yeah. it out. I was like, oh wow, there that's you go. Surprising. Right up there. Steady there start. Seven ep- eight, eight episodes in. <laughs> yeah. This will yep. be the eighth, I think. Smashing it. Yeah. Mm. Doing well. Mm. Doing so well. Yeah. yeah. Polystyrene. What is it? Polystyrene. Yeah. Polystyrene tent. walls and it is. and tea towels over microphones. You guys yeah. will have to start. Good shooting. times. Video recording. There. No, it's just no, we were talking about this earlier. That's what I was saying to Ben before. It's like setups. We'll um, we've got to try to get f- more and more elaborate and ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, that might be fun eventually. We'll have to buy a studio. Mm. Two studios. Mm. One Definitely for you, one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're not doing podcasts, you know, completely separately because separately we can't stand each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of getting that way already. Uh, anyway. Right. Well, we've covered the first one. How you got into photography? <laughs> mm. uh, good. No, covered, do it again. We've do covered it again. the second make, one. No, make it quick. quick. Yeah. No, we haven't really. Um, so, yeah, real quick. How'd you get into photography? 
I was uh, going traveling and I wanted to buy a camera because I wanted to sort of take better photos than what I could with my phone. So I bought mm-hmm. myself an ADD. Yeah, nice. Kit lens. Nice, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lens you couldn't live without? My 85. The 85. Yep. Mm. Uh, favorite keyboard shortcut? Ooh, Command Z. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a popular one. Uh, favorite photographer? Kashkur. Or yourself. No, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> uh, favorite location? Ooh, Wilson's prom. Yeah, nice. Tick. Uh, bizarrest photo moment? Probably encountering a wolf in Banff yeah. at the uh, the Three Sisters there in Canmore. Oh, yeah, good one. I was I, I recorded on my not being a dumb Australian. We don't have any predators, so you don't think that anything nah. will eat you. We've got kangaroos, kangaroos, are pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So uh, emus, they fuck you up. Yeah. So I was out. I was Cassowaries out. kill people. Cassowaries kill people. They're, They're kill the most people. dangerous bird in the world. Yeah. Yep. Crocs, sharks, apart from snakes, apart from women. Yeah, anyway. They're birds, aren't they? Bird. Well, it depends what generation you are. Right? Definitely yeah. dangerous. Probably dangerous. <laughs> don't, want to, don't want to get in their ways. A fair mouth bird. You don't want to come. <laughs> Feel my fury. <laughs> Tell us um, about the wolf. Yeah, the wolf. Um, I was out. In, I was out in Canmore at sunrise, and it was in the middle of winter. So I was walking on a and and the three sisters. I cannot recommend it enough to anyone who's Canmore. That place is mm. amazing, and and actually a lot better than Vermilion Lakes. So okay. that's the main one that everyone goes to. But uh, the Three Sisters is amazing mm. and I was walking out there at you know the early hours in the morning in the dark and I got there right before about maybe half an hour before sunrise and uh, I was sort of out there and I was by myself it was out in the woods and it was a while away from where I was parked my car and I sort of had set up my camera I got my spot and freezing cold not even thinking about it and I looked to the left and maybe 50 metres away from me is this wolf and I didn't think anything of it because I'd never seen a wolf in the wild before yeah. mm. I first grabbed my phone and I recorded it and I just put a funny joke. I was like, hey, buddy, and posted on my story. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. So mum had just gotten up in Australia. Mm. She hasn't seen me for four months. So she's mm. the, one of the few things, one of the few ways that she keeps up with me is through my stories on Instagram mm. and immediately blows up my phone. And she's like, what the are you doing? Like, mm. you need know, to get away from that. That's a wolf. Like, what are you doing? And I just didn't think about it. I didn't see my phone, didn't see the messages. Went, away, went on my way, got the most amazing photos that I've ever... I think those photos are still, to this day, my favourite ever. Mm. Um, and then after the fact, I was like, oh, good thing he wasn't hungry. Well, good thing yeah. he wasn't with his mates. So mm. that was probably mm. the weirdest encounter I've ever had. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. good. Yeah. That's a good yeah. story. We've got, mm. so we're going to have to put all these stories together and <laughs> make, make a, a little episode. Mm. Oh, yep. That could be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, outtakes of people's best Sound stories. Bites. Mm. Yeah, well, you it's nearly died. Reel. Tom nearly died. Maddie nearly died. Yep. Did Alan Chris die? No, no, Chris very much nearly died. Oh, Chris nearly died. Yeah, yeah of September course. eleven. Yep, he had a good nearly death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd have been fun. Mm. Um, yeah. So there we go. Good on them. As long mm. as they, as long as they're here today, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks heaps, Tom, for coming That's here. Right. It's, it's been, been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been cool to sit in here. It's uh, it's a, definitely a, an interesting experience. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Well, yeah. in another twenty episodes' time, we'll get you back. Yeah, that'd be fun. Be, you'll be, be at, a like, repeat. You'll be at hundred and fifty k followers. And, yep. Um, oh, yeah. You'll have six reds. We'll you'll, have we'll six, you'll have six reds, one on each shoulder. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got six shoulders. Well, everyone has six shoulders, don't they? I don't know. It depends how much. 
ayahuasca you've had. Yeah, true. <laughs> ayahuasca. There Jeez, you go. Yeah, good uh, stuff. That'd be a good way to get your photography going. Yeah. You guys really are Joe Rogan. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get Joe Rogan on the podcast. Do you reckon he'd come to Australia for it? I reckon my brother's not far off Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah, he, he, went, uh, he went on an ayahuasca retreat. Yep. Oh, there San you go. Pedro. That's the easiest way to do it. Ayahuasca yeah. Friday, San, yeah. uh, Ayahuasca Saturday morning, San Pedro Saturday night, Ugh. Ayahuasca Sunday. Yeah, good, good time. Sounds fun. <laughs> we should do the podcast in Peru and do that one time. That'd yeah, be it'd be good. It yeah, will go to. Um, tell Joe and that to. Joe Gon. That'd be right. <laughs> yeah, Joe's <laughs> never done. He's never yeah. done anything, you know, on, on acid or DMT yeah, or anything like that. He hasn't done it. He doesn't do it on the it. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Beat him to it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Stuff Joe. Good on him. Eh? I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. Do like, you don't have any sponsors. Video. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We can do yeah. whatever the hell we want, can't we? Or maybe as soon as we get a sponsor. Yeah. And do it. And then pretend it's... No, idea. no, no. We did that just before. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep. Because otherwise I'll see it. You know, before we get a sponsor, we won't get a sponsor. But yeah. Well, uh, that was uh, What The Folks podcast with uh, Tom Norsky. And mm. yeah, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. No appreciate worries, that boys. you've come all this way. Yeah. Good times. Um, many more to be had many many <laughs> more to be had thank you so much for listening really 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 appreciate it we've got some really yep. cool stuff happening in the future yep. there's actually a sponsor on the horizon too which yep. we're still trying to sort out Yep. very exciting sponsorship how cool is that that's pretty cool that's real that's pretty cool that's yeah. mildly real yeah the shit's getting real it's got to actually happen first but yeah it's it's very much talked about Mm. And it's very much in the process. So yep. we're about three quarters of the way there. So that'll be announced in the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, pumped. Really cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.